0: Hi everyone. Welcome back to Bible Made Easy Podcast. I'm Brother George. Great to have you back. If you haven't subscribed yet, please tap that button now and also help get the Word of God out by liking and sharing. Thanks a lot. One of the major reasons for rejection of Jesus by unbelievers, as well as loss of faith for Christians, is erroneous teachings and doctrine taught by many denominations, churches and teachers, that don't reflect biblical truth and God's loving nature, and thus cause people to stumble. So today I'm going to highlight 10 of these false or erroneous doctrines. Now I'm not doing this in order to denigrate any group or individual, because most of them are based on usually sincere misunderstanding of scripture. But I do want to set the record straight for those who might be wondering about these things, and even to help those caught up in false doctrine to get on track in their theology and therefore become closer to Jesus and more at peace in their walk with him. I could make whole episodes on each one of these, and actually have on some, which I'll refer to as we go, but today I'm just going to be brief about each point. So here we go. 1. Jesus was not the divine Son of God. He was just a great moral teacher or prophet. Well, this is diametrically opposed to what Jesus said about himself and what his followers believed and were willing to die for. Matthew 123 says he is called Emmanuel, which means God with us. At his trial, when the high priest questioned him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? Jesus answered, I am. And Simon Peter said to him, We have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 2. All religions have equal value. Many Christians think, Well, I've got my path to God and other people of other religions have got theirs. And they're all equally true. If that thought is true, then what's so special about Jesus and Christianity? Anyone who really knows religions is aware that while most have basic similarities, they also have many fundamental differences, and therefore cannot possibly be all true at the same time. And Jesus is the only religious figure who claimed to be the Saviour, the Son of God, and ultimately the only true path to God and salvation. Please listen to episode 16 for more on this. 3. Not all parts of the Bible are the inspired Word of God. Many people, including some Christians and even Bible teachers, don't believe all parts of the scriptures, especially parts that describe divine creation or miracles. They claim that these are just allegories or stories written by humans to inspire us and teach us good morals. Well, if this is true then how can you trust anything the Bible says? I don't believe that. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. 4. Salvation, eternal life in heaven, is obtained by our works. This belief leads some people to get discouraged because they know that they are sinners and others to feel holy and self-righteous because they think they've earned a place in heaven. The Bible does strongly emphasize the necessity of doing good works, but this is not a condition for salvation. Titus 3.5 makes this crystal clear. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us. Now this is not a license to sin as much as we want. God will withhold blessings or even discipline us for sins just as he rewards us for our good deeds. Please listen to Episodes 9 and 16 about this. 5. Salvation can be lost or you might not even be a Christian if you sin. If you've genuinely received Jesus as your Saviour, then you are a Christian and Jesus will never abandon you even if you might not be obeying him at times or aren't acting out your faith very well. John 10.28 I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And Hebrews 13.5 I will never leave you nor forsake you. 6. Calvinism In a nutshell, Calvinism is the increasingly popular doctrine that humans have no power to choose to be saved, but rather God chooses or predestines a limited number of people to be saved and overlooks the rest, thus also predestining them to eternal hellfire. This is just diabolical. And he's not at all consistent with the loving nature of God who 2 Peter 3.9 says doesn't wish that any should perish but that all should reach repentance. God gives us free will to choose him or reject him. He does not predestine or limit who will be saved and he certainly does not predestine people to suffer eternally in hell with no ability to choose otherwise. Seven. You must be baptized in water to be saved. The only thing the scriptures say you need to do to be saved is accept Jesus as your Savior. That's it. No need for any other action, deed or work. In the Bible, water baptism was sometimes performed as a symbol of the cleansing of our sins, but never as the agent that does the cleansing. Only Jesus can do that. Plenty of biblical characters were saved with no mention of water baptism. Besides, what if someone's in the middle of the desert with no water around and calls on Jesus to save them? Will he say, no, you don't have any water for the baptism? I don't think so. 8. We have to keep the Old Testament laws of Moses. We're not under the over 600 plus civil, ceremonial and moral laws of Moses any longer. This was made abundantly clear by Jesus and the New Testament writers. John 1.17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And Romans 10.4 says, Christ is the end of the Old Testament law for righteousness to everyone who believes. We only have one law now, God's law of love, which includes some of the old moral laws of Moses, but is much broader in scope and much harder to keep. Please listen to episodes 59 to 62 for more about this. 9. The unsaved will burn in hell forever. Or, there's no hell at all. I covered hell in episodes 53 and 54 where I shared that English translations of the original Hebrew and Greek words for hell and forever don't accurately reflect their original meanings. Obviously, a terrible place of separation from God in the spirit world exists because the Bible mentions it often but the biblical imagery of fire and torment represent a process of spiritual cleansing which hopefully leads to eventual repentance god jesus and the saved will not be enjoying heaven while other people burn in endless hell because he will never stop loving people and as psalm 100 verse 5 says his mercy is everlasting and 10 It's God's will for Christians to always be healthy and materially prosperous. Some preachers even claim that if you're not healthy and materially prosperous, it's because you're failing God or disobedient in some way. This might be the case sometimes, but while God does want us to be healthy and prosperous, he never guarantees this in the scripture. In fact, the Bible guarantees we might experience the opposite at times. Jesus said in John 16.33, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Okay, so that was the ten false doctrines. Again, this is not intended to criticize those who believe them or promote a self-righteous attitude towards them. The intention is to share the truth of the word of God and to put you into harmony with him for your peace of mind and healthy spiritual life thanks a lot for listening god bless each one of you see you next time bye